Welcome back, everybody, to a lovely, exciting show of the About That Wallet podcast. This episode, we'll be talking about some of the holiday shopping safety tips because holiday shopping is coming around and a lot of scammers are out there. So make sure that you are buckled in. And if you're listening to to this on audio, make sure you go ahead on like this episode. Go ahead on and subscribe to the show on whatever platform you're on so that we can go ahead on and get this going. So in other words, let's go on and get this show started because it is a lot of thieving out there and I want to make sure that you all are protected. In a world where financial advice is as blurry as a wild night of cheap jello shots, clear your head and your monetary halitosis with the About That Wallet Show hosted by Anthony Weaver. Leave those jello shots for the amateurs and learn to indulge in the top shelf bottles, baby. Now, here's your host, Anthony Weaver. What up, what up, what up? So everybody, I know this has been quite a wild ride lately and it's 2023. It's almost over with. As you see, I got my little Christmas tree. You got to hear the little jingle. Set season. I know people probably be hating like, you know, it's November. What, what are you talking about holiday savings for, Mr. Anthony? Well, I'm here to tell you that we need those uh, holiday savings and tips right now because, you know, it happens. Um, a lot of us right now are trying to buy gifts for loved ones. We are really sitting out there and uh, think we can do this. You know what I'm saying? But in the meantime... We just got to make sure that we are heard and just having a great time. So because of that, holiday shopping tips. I know we've been talking about what I'm doing, but also I just want to make sure that we have everything necessary to have a safety and healthy uh, relationship with our uh, shopping. However, I want to start off with this moment of... uh, clarity because one of the things that's happening right now is that a lot of people are saving up their money they saved up all year long they might have like a thousand dollars and that's all they were able to save and that's what they're able to give and because they're able to just give just that i want to make sure that you're able to save as much money as possible and actually provide the most amount for your family so what i have right here i know my stuff isn't showing up who's true with the right there we go so let me just hear this from Good Morning America. Um, this is talking about the countdown to shutdown, but also it's like, how do you protect yourself from most recent crimes that are happening out there? And I just want to make sure that my audience, such as you, to be aware of. Let me know if you can hear this. Turned out a dramatic new video this morning that shows a crime that's on the rise in parking lots, so-called slider crimes. Rhiannon Alley is here with a word of caution for drivers. Good morning, Rhiannon. Good morning, Lindsay. These thieves are really bold. Not only are they targeting people in parking lots where there could be a lot of people around, but also in broad daylight. A Texas woman is recalling the terrifying moment she became the victim of a so-called slider crime. Just so fast. Surveillance video shows the woman arriving in this Houston parking lot where another car pulls up behind her. A man gets out, crouches down, and slides into the victim's unlocked passenger door, trying to take her purse. The woman screams, honking her horn repeatedly, and the man gives up after a few seconds. Honestly, it was a fight or flight 
reaction. Police across the country, including in Houston and Atlanta, have warned of an increase in slider crimes. That's when a thief quickly sneaks into an unlocked car to steal valuables. Most cases are at gas stations when victims are outside their vehicles. But the victim in Houston says a feature in her car put her in danger. She says the man got inside because her car automatically unlocks when it's put into park. So I can't watch the video with the sounds on because you can just hear the tear in my voice. You really can hear how scared she was and police urge drivers everywhere to be on alert when you park and make sure that you lock your doors when you leave your car. Guys. Okay, thanks, Brandon. Man, I'm sorry, but like, you know, I'm not sure about you, but for me, one of the things that I've been doing is making sure that my car is locked and I'm not vulnerable and I don't want my purse to be taken, you know what I'm saying? Or or even my wallet, you know what I'm saying? Because we about that wallet around here. Because it's the holiday edition. So, because, I mean, I know it's not a laughing matter, but one of those things that we have to be actually be vigilant about is our surroundings. So when it comes to your surroundings, you want to make sure that you're locking your vehicle. Even when you put it in park, make sure you hurry up and hit that lock button and make sure you're only unlocking the door that needs to be unlocked. All of them do not need to be unlocked. Some of the new cars, if you have a button on your door jam, you can actually, not the door jam, but the on the door handle, you can actually program that to only unlock the door that you're on. So if you want to unlock the driver's side only, just press the button. They usually have a settings in your car display to change that. Make sure you change that so that you do not have somebody just kind of sliding into any of your vehicles. Make sure you always do a 360 check when you first get inside uh, your vehicle if it's been parked for a while. That's one of the things that I want to talk about as far as understanding your surroundings. When you actually go out to purchase your stuff and you notice that, you know, you got another stop to go to, it's okay to put all of your stuff in your trunk of your vehicle. If you have a hatchback where things are visible from the outside in, meaning like you have an SUV, a van, you might have a, a, a hatchback, two-door vehicle, what have you, and it doesn't have an actual, like, enclosed trunk see if you can get like some blankets or something like that that you can throw over it something dark and black that will match the tent so it's not too easy to see if you don't have a tent on your vehicle for a hatchback just try to make sure you get something that will cover it put like some old clothes or something like that in your vehicle so it doesn't look like you have new and exciting items from the store you just shopped at so I know we talked about that, but I want to bring up something else because, you know, security is another thing. So I know we talk about the physical security side while you're shopping, but I want to start talking about how can we move towards a more digital side of the house? Because a lot of us fall to scams and I do not want you to fall to these scams. This information that I'm about to show you is about three years old, but the information is still relevant today because you need to be educated. You need to be vigilant about the data and information that you put out there, okay? Let's listen to what this guy has to say. And this guy is Holiday Online Shopping Safety from the CISA. And let's see what he has to say, if I can uh, make this work. Let's go. Hi, I'm Chris Krebs, Director of the Cyber and Infrastructure Security Agency. This holiday season, millions of Americans will be online looking for the best deals. So will the scammers and online thieves. Here are a few simple steps to keep you safe online. First, 
Check your devices. Make sure they're updated with the latest software. When you're online, use strong passwords on all your accounts, consider using a password manager, and enable multi-factor authentication to make sure it's really you. Next, only shop through trusted retailers and use their app if you can. Third, as we're all being swamped with email deals right now, if the deal sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Take your time, think through your purchase. The bad guys are counting on you to make a mistake. On that note, shop with careful confidence. Use a credit card if you can, as they often have better fraud protections than debit cards, and consider using virtual card numbers. Monitor any statements and report any suspicious activity. This holiday season, the best defense is being informed. To quote my favorite cartoon as a kid, knowing is half the battle. Find more tips on online safety at CISA.gov. Thank you and safe shopping. All right. So you, you're you hearing that from one of the top government agencies that are out there discussing how it is that you can actually protect yourself digitally when you're out there shopping. Make sure you're using a reputable site. Make sure that you're keeping up to the latest updates on your stuff. Like I said, this stuff is repeatable and understandable. If you know that you purchased an item from Amazon or you did not even purchase something from Amazon and you notice they actually come through with the clicks, you make make sure that that is something that you do not want to happen. If you actually want to call in, I'm actually taking phone calls now. Uh, and if you actually want to be part of this conversation and you don't want to show your face, it's fair, which you can call in at any time at 833-699-2558. Again, that's 833-699-2558. Oh, man. So there was a comment in the chat from Carla. What's going on? Glad you can make it to the show. So you mentioned Timu. Um, I actually had to look up something right quick about Timu because, I mean, I know there's a lot that's happening about it, but this one came out. This is CNBC. This came about two months ago. So for those of you who like Timu and uh, kind of curious about it, let's take a listen to see what's out there. Uh, on the news Short today. seller betting a stock will fall is taking aim at Chinese e-commerce giant PDD. Now, you've probably never heard of PDD. But you may have heard of its former name, Pinduoduo. It is a giant in China. It's worth more than $100 billion. And here in America, it operates the wildly popular shopping app, Timu, which offers very low prices on a variety of unbranded products made in China. But things may not be all that they seem. Grizzly Research published a scathing report today, which alleges that PDD is actually, quote, a dying fraudulent company and its shopping app, Timu, is cleverly hidden spyware that poses an urgent security threat to U.S. national interests. Specifically, Grizzly alleges that Timu operates at a loss in part so it can collect all kinds of personal information on you and then turn around and sell that data to third parties. Now, many companies, of course, do that. But Grizzly believes that Timu might attract increased regulatory scrutiny given its ties to China. PDD shares selling off after the report, losing about 5% today. We, of course, reached out to PDD for comment. We have not heard back. Of course, they're just waking up, for the most part, out in Asia. Now we checked, and Timu is still the top downloaded free app on the App Store. In fact, it's been downloaded over 50 million times. So chances are you've used it or you know someone who does. So how concerned should you be if you are a Timu user? Joining us now is the CEO of Grizzly Research, that is Siggy. Eggert, Siggy, uh, it's good to have you. 
So I have a question. How many of you out there ever used Timu? I'm just curious because I think this is going to be um, pretty interesting for you to know. Because um, I've, I've been doing some research with them, just kind of hearing about what they do and how it all works. But I know they're going to do like some of the research side of the house. I can pull up another video that actually talks about how Timu actually works and how they actually get their funding. Um, if you're interested in that, please let me know in the chat and I can pull that up right quick too uh, as we watch this video. Have you on the program? You call Timu the most dangerous malware slash spyware package currently in widespread circulation. Back up those claims. Thank you for having me, Brian. So um, we um, spend a ton of money, time, and effort on uh, analyzing this app in depth, taking everything apart, and we found a, a bunch of very concerning factors, but I think most notably, we found the presence of self-compiling software. What this essentially means is that they can install any program on your phone once you download the team web, and consequently, they can access your credit card records. If you have a banking app on your phone, they can access your bank records. They can read all the text messages you ever sent. Um, this is what? extremely concerning in our opinion. Okay, so you use the term self-compiling software. And again, we reached out to PDD, but I want to be clear on what you are alleging. If somebody, yes. if one of our viewers or listeners downloads Timu, they probably don't read the terms of service, or maybe that's not listed in them. Timu then can install other software you don't even know about on your phone to do things like read your text messages? That's exactly what I'm saying, Brian. You got it exactly right. And uh, the worst part about it is they're also circumventing, by the way that they do it, they're circumventing any malware detection that your phone usually would have and uh, that would be usually caught by your phone, but they're circumventing that through the mechanism. The data selling business, as we tried to allude to in the intro, Siggy, is nothing new. Everywhere you go on the internet, they track you, they sell your data. You just got to know it. What do you think, aside from kind of what you just said, makes this data collection a different level? In fact, maybe not just, you know, I'm going to harvest your data and sell it to somebody else that can try to sell you a magazine, but a threat. Yes, that is a legit question. I think uh, the first thing that I would say is, um, it really relates to the first point that I mentioned. They're illegally stealing any type of data um, um, that you could have. So that in itself, like stealing data is illegal in the first place. And of course, it's turning around and selling it. I think the other concern is that Temu is a very, very quickly growing app in the Western world. They're spending uh, aggressively on advertising, on all different kinds of campaigns to get all, as many app downloads as possible. They, for example, um, bought a Super Bowl halftime advertisement this year. And um, you got to wonder why someone would, you know, buy a Super Bowl ha mm -hmm. uh, halftime advertisement to sell you a pair of pants for $8.99. Siggy, have you talked to anybody in the U.S. government about this? Yes, we are in active conversations with uh, a range of regulatory agencies, and we think we're talking with relevant decision makers there and offering our resources actively to to alleviate the issue. All right, so that's, you know, hearing about Timu and everything like that, I think that is really interesting that, um, you know, how Timu is actually taking advantage of the consumers, especially around this time frame when a lot of people are, 
um, are tight and strapped for cash. So much so that people are tracking their spending that the C, um, what do I call it? The consumer price index is actually down. Um, and because of that, let me see if I could pull up the CPI for, let's see, was it November? Um, okay, let me see if I can share this. So the CPI, which is the consumer price index, for some of you who don't know, is, is for all urban consumers. Uh, rose 0.1% in November on a seasonal adjustment basis after increase, uh, after increasing 0.4% in October. The U.S. Uh, the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics reported today, and today is oh, that's from December 22nd, uh, 2022. I need something more recent. Okay, you know what? Let's go on do a deep dive here. Let's watch it now. Because they're actually talking about how the consumer price index is actually down uh, from, let me see if I can zoom in here for you guys. Um, so this is data as of November 14th. For those of you who are listening, I'm actually looking at a graph on CNBC website right now that's talking about the U.S. consumer price index year-over-year percentage change as of October 2023. So just following along, Looking at all the items, um, as of June 2023, all items, it was at 3%. Now it's back down to 3.2% in October, um, which is about, let's see, five basis points. I mean, uh, yeah, about 50 basis points lower than um, than September. You guys know from the show that you should know what basis points are. It's just, uh, you know, pretty much 0.5%. So it goes down that far, but it goes to show that people are being more mindful of their spending ever since it seems like the peak of June 2022. And everybody's sort of slowed down their spending, which is what the government wanted by raising the interest rates. And because of that, the um, prices have been going down as well. However, when the consumer price index goes down, you'll start seeing some of the interest rates go down. So if you look in the plan to buy, purchase a home, uh, you can actually have a better opportunity to get lower rates now. Um, not as cool or as low as they were before, but as low as they were um, maybe just like a, a month or two ago. So that is something to be aware of. Again, I'm not um, pretty big on you know keeping update to uh to what's happening uh when it comes to most of the index stuff because you know this show is about habits and how we can actually help each other with our financial habits uh and because of that i want to make sure that our holiday spending get back on track you know what i'm saying uh so we gotta get back on track with our spending make sure that we in the know and make sure that we are getting the things that you should understand now there's a couple things that I want to say that we can start thinking about. Um, I want to put a little bit of notes here and just do like news you need to know. One of the things about news, news, news. Let's see if I got a sound effect for that. Nope. But get my sound fix for my news. Do I got some news music? I don't think I got like news music. I need to. 
No. Where's my news music? I know I had some news music some time ago. I was playing around with my songs and things got out of control. So let's see. No. All right. Either way, I want to just try to talk about like the news you need to know. And I think it'll be good. So let's go with this one. All right. News you need to know. All right. So first thing is that um, in the D.C. area and PG County, if you're in a six mile radius of PG County's, um, what do they call it? PG County's Community College, you actually can get in to the school for free. So if you're looking to actually educate yourself, double check your local uh, colleges because you never know. You might be able to go to school for free. Second thing in the news um, is that the holidays are here. So one of the things is that they said the best times to travel is actually a week before Thanksgiving. If you cannot make it, try to leave um, the Wednesday before, or you can actually come in on that Sunday, the week of Thanksgiving will be kind of the best times to travel. And lastly, the third thing you need to know is that obviously we're talking about today. Thieving is on the rise, you guys. Make sure that you're vigilant about what's happening in the day and make sure you know what your surroundings are. Make sure that you're secure and actually have two-factor authentication set up on your phone. All right? So that's what I got today with the news that you need to know. All right. Um, so I think we running up to the end of the show, but I do want to make sure that, you know, you all understand what it is when it comes to making sure that you're very vigilant with your finances this holiday season. Make sure that you know uh, what it is that you really want to get uh, for yourself and stay vigilant. Now, this holiday season, um, let's talk about the things that you actually really want. You know, I want you to take a moment to think about the things that you really want. Think about people's finances right now. A lot of people are strapped for cash. So I want you to be mindful for the things that you ask for. Now, one of the things that, you know, because I'm always about that wallet, what I try to do is make sure that I always ask for books. I'm always welcome to books. As you see behind me, there's books here. And I have a couple books to the left of me. But I want to make sure that those are something that I myself would like to enjoy. And also, it doesn't hurt somebody's pockets. I think the most expensive book um, that I have on deck that I ever purchased so far um, was a book for kids, actually. It's actually this book here. So this book is called The Golden Quest. And with this book, it's, I think it's like $23 on Amazon. Um, I actually met the author and he actually have his own episode on this show. Uh, I can actually pull it up. His name is David Dalal. And we had an awesome discussion about what it is um, that kind of help people teach kids money. Let me see if I can pull it up. David Delau about that wallet. 
I'm going to share my screen, share my tab. Let's get down there. All right. So don't look at my, my SEO stuff. So David Delisle, uh, season three, episode 28. Uh, we actually talked about um, his book, talk about the kids and everything like that. So his thing is actually talking about finding your awesome stuff. And let's, let's see if I did a quick intro to his show so you can actually hear. Should we save or should we invest? What are your thoughts? Well, definitely you should invest. And the reason I say we shouldn't teach our children to save isn't so much the saving. Is what's happening is when we think about money, the only thing we typically teach and learn is how to have more. So the same is with saving. The whole reason most of us are teaching saving is so we have more. And that's the first step to more. And there's nothing wrong with wanting more or saving. But if it's the only lesson we ever teach our kids, then what we're teaching them is more is better. And once you achieve more, then you hit that level. And then the next step is achieve more past that. And so you're always looking for more and never sort of satisfied or have enough. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I think this book, he meant really well. He means really well. And I highly recommend this book. It's an actual graphic novel that will actually help your kids, uh, you know, be better investors. Look at this. Like, easy to read. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's nice, great graphics. Um, and it's like almost a comic style setup. So it's you know what I'm saying? So you can follow the story along, even with your kids. You don't even have to use words for some of these pages, which is great because it still tells a story and actually and allows you to, you know, pretty much make sure that you are sharing this information with your kids. So because of that, you know, I, I really like giving back and, you know, Maybe I might be able to give this book away come December. What do you guys think? I think this will be a good book uh, because David put in a lot of work with this. And I have to say that he's been he's been a great guy. So I'll say definitely check out that episode if you haven't already. And I want to make sure that you guys, just in case you missed it. You know, I might have a segment called In Case You Missed It. Uh, let's see what we got. Let me uh, share my screen again. So in case you missed it, this is the latest episode that's posted that I did with David and Miss. Um, if we can do an evaluation to say, hey, I think this is this is a good price. But there's there's also another thing they call due diligence, which, you know, that's something that's, that's in real estate. That's, that's in any, any term, that period of time in which you can go and examine numbers etc and ask a lot of questions and so um and different services are needed in different times right like if you're if you're good with the numbers you say hey if it's producing this then i'm, then I'm fine paying this then at that point really you need to do some digging on the numbers and say hey does this does this match up um or is there really these this many cars coming from the car wash or is this there really this many just subscriptions so with that episode, we we're actually talking about how to actually observe a business so that you can purchase a business and then actually refinance that business if you want to, because you can go ahead on and now be a business owner without actually 
starting your own business. Just buy somebody else's. It's that easy. All right. Uh, I think we're coming up to the half hour mark, so you know what time that is. Let's go ahead on and get to the drinks. So now that we got that out the way. I know it's just me. But the drink that I'm drinking, I got I got a new camera, you guys. It's actually pretty cool. I just got to plug it in. The only thing about it, though, I kind of wish I did was that I could uh, do like a two camera setup. But in the meantime, because I can't, they're just going to have to uh, bear with me when I toggle between the two cameras. So this is the tequila that I'm using. Let's see. So you can guys see that. Great. There we go. So this is the. Let me turn this light down, I guess. This is the Respato. It's going to be a good drink. What do you think? You think it's going to be a good drink? I think it's going to be a good drink. So, how this is going to be a good drink, we're going to make it happen. All right, let's see. I'm only going to do a single shot. Now, the only reason why I'm doing a shot today, because you know what? We got to get things for the things that we encounter every day and all day and because of that we are gonna have a shot put tail in your chest every time so when i do drink i do drink the tequila yes tequila so because of that i think it's time it's been a while you know, I haven't done pod decks. Like I said, you are more than welcome to call at any time, which is 833-699-2558. Um, all right. So we had the drinks, got my drink, got my shot. And since I'm paying for this every year, I might as well start using it this year. Since we're talking about holiday stuff, let's see what we got today. We got some pod decks. I haven't done this in a while, so let's see what we got for pod decks as we uh, play my little commercial here. This episode is powered by pod decks. Pod decks are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code. What's the code? Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. All right, so if you're actually looking to get yourself your own set of pod decks, which I have displayed right here, uh, you can actually go to poddecks.com, use promo code WALLET. Again, that's WALLET, W-A-L-L-E-T. 
Um, so the decks that I'm using today, I am going to use because you actually get a fun app. So in case you're actually with a partner and you're just trying to do a little bit of icebreakers, get to know them a little bit more, you can use these card decks. So I'm going to use money. Figure why not? It's money habits. Um, meh. Meh. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Now this one is a good topic. The question is, how much do you tip waiters? Because waiting has actually been a, a big I mean tipping has been on the uh in the news lately. And I've been wondering about that too. So what is it about tipping that seems to be getting people so outraged? It's like just ridiculous. So because I don't know about you guys, but I use I usually just kind of tip them like the 20 percent, whatever makes them feel good. You know what I'm saying? I think 20 percent is fair, uh, depending on the service. Like if they bring their own straw when I don't have to ask them, you, you get a bonus on me. You know what I'm saying? You bring me napkins, a straw and some water. And even if they give out bread, give me some bread. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm waiting and. Their job is not to cook the food. I get it, but at least keep my my drink tapped off. You know what I'm saying? So, how much do you tip waiters? Put that out there. What do you? How much do you actually tip your waiters? I think it's fair to to have that as a fair question. You know, do you tip waiters based on like I don't know. I don't like this. Do you tip your waiters based on like, I don't know, like the atmosphere? Like, was their service? Were they friendly? Um, how much do you tip? And, that, and that's a, a good question. I want you to kind of sit down and think about that. Um, and is it something that we need to get away from? Because it seems like everywhere else in the world, I don't got to tip that. You know? So. It's just a mess at times. So, you know, it's, it's, you can't get it all. Let me see what I can find here in the news about tipping, because I just think it's crazy. Like, how much should we tip? How much? In the news, in the news. Oh, they made today's news just... uh just two this morning in our consumer confidential we are talking tip let me see if i could pull this up right quick because i want to make sure that y'all get to hear this firsthand we're going to use this as you know maybe the way to go it could be it could be not let's see what they say and this is from for those of you who are uh, listening this is called tipping etiquette 101 who to tip how much and when to skip how much should you give? Which ones can you skip? If you feel like you've reached a tipping point, a senior <laughs> consumer investigative correspondent, Vicki Wynn, she's here to help. And yeah. here's it. Let's start there, Vic, because tipping, you know, it used to be uh, was, was, you do a good job, you know, yeah. or, you know, you go to a nice restaurant, You're you tip 15, 20%. Service, now it does seem like there is this expectation that no matter where you go or what services perform, 
you should be tipping. How did we get here? It is really contributing to a tipping fatigue in our society. Look, American culture, we are a very generous yes. people. Tipping is part of the norm, but there's a real debate going on right now, especially among American service workers who look at their counterparts in Europe and they don't depend as much on tips. And it's because people are saying, you're not paying us a living wage. Yeah. Restaurant servers make as little as $4 an hour and they're expected to make up the rest in, in tips, tips, which is supported by everyone. Oh, she's at $4 an hour. When I was a waiter, I was only making what? Like, I was only making like $2 an hour. I think it was like two seventy-five when I was waiting tables. But I guess times change, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so Carl, like you said, in, in Maryland, you know, they make about 3.63 hourly. I mean, come on. Like, I was living off those tips. Even though I only worked like three days. And three, like, it was really three nights because I'll work my day job, get off. Then I'll work the um, the, the the waiting gig. And I was also a bartender as well. And, you know, most of my tips came when I was actually out on the floor waiting tables. When I was bar tipping, me bartending, uh, the tips were here and there. They were kind of scarce. But when I was actually at the tables, that's where I made most of my money. Um, depending on how good you are with a waiter. I mean, as a, as a bartender, you can make some money there. Um, but most of the time, the guys would come to see the girls. So, so they had to swap me out. They had to kick me out from the, being a bartender to put the ladies in. I was like, cool. Sorry. Right. I'm just here. It's part-time gig anyway. So that's interesting that... uh. You know, they say that. So let's get back to see what they have on here. One else. So there's a conversation happening about should employers pay more so that people aren't so dependent on mm -hmm. their tips? Mm -hmm. The thing is, the pandemic, that made us even more generous. Yes, uh, Creditcards.com says we tipped an average of $1.24 more per mm -hmm. service Good during the pandemic yeah. because we were so grateful to those grocery deliveries, mm -hmm. those food deliveries. Mm -hmm. But now we're kind of contracting <laughs> and we're actually tipping less than we did in 2019. In wow. fact, the number of people polled said uh, that... Uh, the times that they always tip at a sit-down restaurant is 73% now compared to 77% back That's in 2019. Not, That's not good. Part of the tipping fatigue, when you are standing in line and someone is just going to hand you a bagel yes. and mm -hmm. then they turn they that turn little the screen thing. around and it says, no they don't tip. even make eye contact 20, with you. 25%. Hey, uh, have any of y'all ever got that screen that comes up and it was like, yo, can I, can I get some money? I'm like, yo, you're a digital machine. You're not serving me at all. Just, just give me my drink. Like, you're not waiting on me or anything like that. You're a barista or, you know, you're making my food at, like, Chick-fil-A or something. Like, come on. They, if they're not paying you enough just to kind of push some buttons, it, it's it's horrible. Um, but I think the people that are really waiting on people should be getting those tips. Not, a, like, I heard even some vending machines even asking for a tip. Like, well, I'm tipping the machine. Like for what? Come on, sir. let's let's see what else they got to say on this. Yeah, and there's a long line of people behind you, and you just feel like I gotta tip something. That kind of makes people less likely to tip in other places. Right. So there's a debate about that too. Like when do you have to tip? There are services we've always tipped for. I yes. feel like, but how do we know how much exactly to tip for, say, getting your hair done or services like that? Yeah, the best rule of thumb when it comes to tipping, obviously, tip what you can. But there are some expected standards. Pre-tax tipping when you go to a restaurant, twenty percent. Hold on. Let's look, look at this. See if I can, uh, I don't think it'll allow me to zoom in on this video. But for those of you who are listening, 
she actually have a almost like a slide picture that shows the general services to tip restaurants is 15 to 20 percent pre-tax um delivery services 10 to 15 percent of the bill and then bars which is one to two dollars per drink or 15 to 20 percent of the tab now carla you mentioned that you do 15 percent is a good number so you're actually on par with what uh they say in here so let's see what else she has to say on this that is pretty much the expectation for good service. There was a great article written by a former server in Food and Wine magazine, and they said, you know, even when they've had the most cringiest experience, they still tip 10%. Mm -hmm. The only times they say you can get away with zero is if the server it absolutely ignores you, um, you know, That's or, or does something terribly racist or offensive to you. That's mm -hmm. the only time where they feel like it's acceptable mm -hmm. to go down to zero. But beauty services, 20%. Delivery services, this one's interesting because let's say you order a meal that is a little right. more expensive from uber eats right. you're going to be tipping a percentage of whatever that cost right. is even though that meal might be literally lighter. the same effort lighter <laughs> yeah. As, yeah. as a cheaper a delivery mm -hmm. so you kind of have to look at the bill and decide what mm -hmm. do i think is fair for that when it comes to hotels i don't know you tip the yes. housekeeping each yes. night yeah. right yeah. exactly so Especially you know i always kids. thought it was at least yeah. ten yeah ten dollars well see when i tip those the people for housekeeping I'm before she gets into it. What is your rule of thumb for for tipping for housekeeping? I'm curious on that because one of the things that I try to do is like depending on I'll, I'll be putting in some work on that cleaning joint. So I'll be making up the bed, you know, cleaning up the sink and trying to make things look a little bit a little, a little easier. But also, I try to do like maybe five dollars a day. You know, that's me. Um, how much do you guys actually tip per day and like leave them like a grand total? Or do you actually put your money out every day that they actually come out to clean up? Because I know it's a lot of hotels have been switching to that. You know, we only going to come out every two days instead of that one day. You know, I'm just curious to see what you guys uh, think on that. Just leave it in the comments. Tonight, but yeah. actually, some of the etiquette experts say anywhere from two to fifteen dollars, depending okay. on how many nights. But you're supposed to tip every night because there are different people that sure come. Yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely, oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. 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 because it's different. Yeah. They oh. rotate different. through. Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. Just to follow up really quickly, Vic, because you just said something. A lot of times, people on a receipt will see like a service charge, yes. or and I think a lot of people wonder, okay, well, is that the tip? Am, so, am I tipping there with the service charge? Yeah. So for a while, you would see this service surcharge or a COVID surcharge in California. They do a health insurance surcharge. Mm -hmm. So surcharges are different from tips. Yeah. And if you have a question about Just it, ask you should ask. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Usually when there are groups of six or more, they will add oh, they automatically to of 18%. But sometimes that extra service charge, it depends on the restaurant. So what you about ask. the gray areas like, you know, a car wash uh, where you've got multiple people doing it or, or uh, to Dylan's point where you're just picking up coffee? I know. So this is where the etiquette experts at emilypost.com say it's okay to avoid the guilt tip. Don't mm -hmm. tip if you don't feel like it was a personal service interaction. I would say at Car Wash, they're actually really doing something yeah. for you, and it yeah. is customary to tip. Sometimes they have the big tip jar right. so you can give yep. it to everybody, yes. and they usually pool their, their tips together. So with the gray area, the movers is another one. Mm -hmm. You're already paying hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars for a big move. Yeah, but, but not it, to those folks who are right. putting the stuff yeah. off the truck. Guys, they're working yeah, a 12-hour day. So yeah. if you don't 
don't have the cash to tip them 40 to $50 each, then consider buying sandwiches or pizza yeah, and right. drinks for right. everybody for the day. You don't always have to tip in money. Right. Do what you can. Right. Yeah, Do I what will you say, can. Sue Simmons, one of our... Uh, uh, oh, Carly, you said just a hotel uh, housekeepers? Hmm. I mean, I do tip them. I usually tip them pretty good when they actually come and, you know, bring my luggage. And if I want to make sure that my luggage is up there, you know, first out of everybody else's in that hallway, you know, slide them a quick, uh, quick $20 or something right quick. We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring this on bag on it. I think it's great. Um, so let's see what else you got on here. They do charge resort fees and 13% hotel uh, tax. That's crazy. Um, because sometimes those hotel resort fees, like, like bro, uh, help me out here. Now, the cool thing is that American Express does waive some of those hotel fees. They will, um, I think they will actually take that off. Because the cool thing about American Express, the way how they operate, they can see line item by line item of exactly what you purchase when you use American Express. But when you use like Chase, I mean like when you use Visa or MasterCard, they go into like some other central bank. So they don't get to see the individual charges that you use. Where American Express, they actually lend the money out and actually control the credit card and everything like that at the same time. So they can see exactly point pound, almost like pound for pound. They can see cent for cent of everything that you're actually purchasing uh, with their card. So it's actually pretty cool. Uh, if you ever look into the fine print, you know, you got to read the fine print of American Express. That's why a lot of companies don't like them because they also charge that 3%, uh, that 3% uh, usage fee. I'm like, man, well, you better take this money. Like, <laughs> So, you know, just to kind of, but they, they are very good with the small business side of the house. So I do highly recommend, like not recommend, only suggestion this is, Educational purposes only. Don't try to see me, bro. All right, let's see what else they got. We got the last couple seconds here. Let's see what they had to say. Legendary yeah. anchor, Jeremy said, it, folks like us, there's a celebrity tax, and so you have hmm. to tip 30%. Now, the difference, so the sure difference with that Al. is if you serve <laughs> Al, you're going to get a 50% <laughs> tip. You serve one of us, you, we can probably afford 25 No, she's <laughs> He's very generous, and so are you. Thank, thank you. Vicky, that's a great right. tip. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, good one. Thank tip. you. Adult. Ah, he said just a tip. Oh, where's my room shot? I know D3 back there. He would like that one. <laughs> uh, all right, I got to keep this show PG-13. So, anyway, um, I'm having a great time with this. So, what's next for me? You know, we having a good time. We laughing and everything like that. I do want to take a moment to let people know that, you know, a lot of people, a lot of you are my listeners and I greatly appreciate you. And obviously life be lifing. And sometimes you can't make all the shows or, you know, just you can't do everything. But I greatly appreciate you. I hear you. I see you. And I greatly appreciate everything that you guys have been doing for me on the back end of this uh, of the show, and encouraging me to continue uh, to continue to do this uh, day in and day out. And I know you guys want to make sure that I can be able to do this full time. In order for me to actually do that, I would need you to continue to share this episodes, continue to like the shows, and you know that's minimum. That's free. And the reason why I like to keep everything as free as possible. 
is to you is because it helps me grow as well. And because you're actually sharing out this information, I want to make sure that I provide value to you and also to your family so you can grow and stay safe out there, especially for the holidays. And especially I want you to be there for your loved ones. Um, If you guys can just take a moment of silence a little bit, because we do have uh, recently heard that some of the people uh, that listen had lost a loved one before the holidays. So let's have a moment of silence for that. All right. Thank you. So, you know, for some of you um, who do have your loved ones, please make sure that you take time out and say thank you. Uh, and, you know, I just really looking out for the best of everybody that's out there for, for my listeners. And, you know, I do this show for you. Um, I mean, at first when I started, it was pretty selfish because I just wanted somebody to talk to. But it seemed like I'm I'm hearing more and more of your voices. And I really want to make sure that I am continuously adding value to you, your life, uh, and your family lives. And so that we all can be about that wallet and provide more stacks into that big account. I want you to be a millionaire. I want you to be a multimillionaire so that you can do all the things that you ever want to do. So if there's ever anything that you would like for me to cover, or you haven't heard from me yet or talk about, or if you want me to talk more about something, leave a comment below. Every time you leave a comment, I get an email. So I do read them. Uh, so don't worry. If you can't email me directly, just put a comment. I get them and we'll have a conversation about that. And I'll make sure I bring somebody on. All right, everybody. Y'all be safe. I'm out. Peace. And I got to do my outro. Where was that?